Life Audio. Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we tackle our most pervasive fears with truth. Because life is too short for any of us to live enslaved. We would love to connect with you online. Just visit our show notes to learn how to connect with us. I'm Jennifer Slattery. And I'm Ava Pennington. And I've had times where I felt unseen, unheard, and unnoticed by God, where I've been crying out to him for an answer, or maybe for him to fix what feels like a major problem, to give me direction for a major decision, only to receive what felt like divine silence. And in those moments, I'm tempted to think that because I can't feel God, or maybe don't hear him, that he's not hearing me. And then I'm tempted to think that I am forced to face my problems alone, as if, in essence, God was inattentive to me and my pain, my challenges, and my prayers. And I know I'm not alone in this because we've received emails from some of you that have maybe worded it differently, but have expressed the same fears. And we understand. Oh, absolutely. I can remember when I first became a Christian, I was taught that I can pray to God and that he would hear me. But I was intimidated by how beautifully other people prayed. And it wasn't just their eloquence. It was their absolute assurance that God not only heard, but he would respond to meet their needs. And I was convinced I could never, ever pray like that, that I would never have that confidence. Um, And it took me a while to learn that first, I'm speaking to God in prayer, so there's no need to feel self-conscious about eloquence. Um, But second, not only does God invite me into intimate conversation with him, but he can, but I can do so confidently because he does hear me regardless of my eloquence or my lack of it, or um, even my doubts when he seems to be silent, that doesn't change who he is. And once I learned that, oh my goodness, it made such a difference in my life. I like what you said, doesn't change who he is. And I think that's where our confidence and trust really rests is in understanding that God is our father and we are his children. And that's one thing that Jesus just, he really seemed to bring home again and again, but especially throughout Matthew chapter six. So prior to this, he had a bunch of crowds were following him. He went up on a mountain, he sat down and he began to teach them. And he taught them what scholars often call the Beatitudes, which basically was him shifting his listeners from road obedience, from prideful self-elevation to really focusing on behaviors that came from the heart. And he began by telling them not to give or, or to pray in order to receive human praise, but instead to make our behavior between us and God, to remember that our faith is all about our relationship with God, that he is our father who sees everything we do in public and everything we do in secret along with our motives. And he's the God who loves us deeply and who knows our needs, the God we are completely dependent on for everything and who responds to our dependence in faithfulness and love. Absolutely. I love that in Matthew 6, he continues with this theme of recognizing who he is and who we are in relationship to him. And in Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 8, Jesus said, when you pray, do not 
be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And that's so comforting. And I love just all of the times, not just in Matthew 6, but throughout scripture, where Jesus referred to God, not just as his father, but as our father as well. And I discussed this in episode 54, titled The Faithful Stirring Power of the Lord's Prayer. So if you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to go back and do so. But I think it's super important that we understand our position in Christ. Like we said earlier, that we are deeply loved children of God and that God loves us with a perfect love. And that's so hard sometimes to relate to because our earthly relationships are not perfect. And some of us have been hurt by people that we've loved who haven't loved us well. And and let's face it, we don't always love well. And so that tends to color our, our perspective of who God is in our relationship with him. And there are so many times in my life I've had to go back and remind myself, God is my heavenly father, but emphasis on heavenly, that he's not going to be like an earthly relationship. Um, And and there's such comfort and assurance in that and safety in that to know that when we speak to him, it all flows from that relationship. Look around you, your family, your faith. They're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. When I was really kind of struggling to understand God's love, I was captivated by some of the things Jesus said on the night before he died. And so he said that his father loved us as much as God the Father loves God the Son. And that just that blew my mind because sometimes I can devalue myself or I can think of all these reasons why I, you know, God shouldn't listen to me. But regardless, because God loves me and is as attentive to me as he was to his perfect holy son. And he said in John 17, 23, that the world would know that God sent him and that he loved us even as he has loved Jesus. And so there are numerous times where he said that, but for me, it helps to shift my thinking and take it off of holy God, loving, imperfect Jennifer Slattery, as true as that is, and as important it is to understand, you know, that we are approaching a holy God, but holy God, loving, holy son 
and then transferring that he loves me in the same manner, that kind of helps me grasp a little, a really hard to understand concept. Well, first of all, I'm so glad that you said that because the first time I read that verse that said that he, you know, basically he loves us as much as he loves his son. I, there was a part of me that said that that can't be, that can't be, it's, that doesn't make any sense. Jesus is God. He's perfect. He's as as holy and, and as much God as the father. How could he possibly love me when I, I don't even come close to that. And it's just a reminder that everything about our relationship with him is dependent on who he is, not on who I am. And, you know, there are times when I'll fall into that trap of making it all about me. I am uh, sinful. I am frail. I am faulty. Therefore, God couldn't possibly love me. And then I have to remind myself, and it's, it's, it's got to be an intentional thing, or at least for me, it's intentional that I have to literally grab myself and say, stop those thoughts, because this relationship is not dependent on me. It's dependent on God's character. He is who he says he is. And if he says he loves me, I'm going to take him at his word. And if he says he hears me when I approach him as messed up as I can be sometimes, I've got to take him at his word for that too. Absolutely. And we can't base our relationship on God based on our emotions. Like sometimes we can think because I don't hear him because I don't feel him. And there can be so many reasons that maybe our, our hearing is, is challenged, or maybe, you know, we don't sense God's presence, but truth isn't based on our perception and based on really even our experiences. It's based on the Holy word of God. And like you said, God is true. So we either believe that he was telling the truth or what's the converse that we're thinking that he was a liar. And I think sometimes if we can kind of bring it back to like, what are our fears and interpretations saying about the character and nature of God? And does that even make sense? Well, and I mean, this is not a new problem. Think about going all the way back to Genesis when Satan tried to tell Eve that God wasn't being, you know, good to her and he was holding back from her. And, you know, there's this lie that we're so prone to believe that based on what we see, we question who God is rather than filtering everything we see through who God is. You know, it's kind of the reverse. We look at our circumstances and then we filter who God is through our circumstances instead of filtering our circumstances through who God is. And that includes looking at my relationship with him and, and knowing that he not just loves me, but hears me regardless of what it looks like at the moment. Absolutely. And I also love when, what Jesus said, when he's just talking about our prayers, he said that God already knows what we need before we ask him. And one of my favorite ways to pray, which maybe isn't even a way to pray, but a lot of times I just sit in his presence because I know He is going to take care of everything that needs to be taken care of. I know he's already working on my behalf. I know he's performing his will in my life and in other people's lives. And so I do pray for specific needs, largely out of obedience. I do so knowing like, okay, God, you already know all of this and you already have a solution. And so really the prayer shifts to, I am just connecting with my father. He is aligning my heart with his, and he's filling me with his love and assurance. And I think so many times in my life, I've missed the 
point that prayer is not so much about changing God as it is about changing me. And part of the process in changing me is sitting in his presence and just trusting him and surrendering to him. Uh, it, that, that makes such a difference. Yeah. And I think there's some, some, when we're struggling with that, and I think those who have anxiety are going to struggle, especially my, my daughter had phrased it in a way where her thoughts are just so loud and she's doing, she's doing really well now, but when she was really struggling, she said her thoughts were so loud, she couldn't hear anything outside of them. And that included really at times hearing God. And so she had to hold tight to certain truths. And, and there's promises throughout scripture where God said, so Isaiah 65, verse 24, before they call, I will answer while they are yet speaking, I will hear. And then in Psalm 145, verse 18, it says, the Lord is near to all who cry out to him, all who cry out to him sincerely. And so I think kind of like what you said, Ava, not just filtering our perceptions and experiences through God's character, which we discover by reading scripture, but also through the truths and the promises that he's given us throughout scripture as well. Yeah. As you were speaking, I thought of Hebrews 4.16, which says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And that word confidence just jumps out at me that I can enter the throne room of God confidently because he's my father, because he has initiated this relationship um, and I can find mercy and grace and, and everything I need because he knows what I need before I ask. Absolutely. And when I was, when I was really struggling to understand grace, a big part of my difficulty in really trusting God to, to hear me and to care for me had to do with, because I was filtering my relationship with him through my past. And so I was carrying all this guilt and shame and condemnation. And there's a passage in scripture I love that shows us even when we quote unquote blow it, that God is still merciful and good and he still hears us. And I'll just kind of paraphrase briefly, but it was a king in ancient in Old Testament times. His name was Hezekiah. And Isaiah had basically warned the nation, don't turn to Egypt. Don't turn to your own wisdom. Rest and rely on God. He is your salvation. And King Hezekiah, he went through all of these ways trying to basically, Assyria was a dominant world power and was coming to to raid Israel. And he, King Hezekiah initially turned to human resources and human wisdom. And it was a mess. Like he ended up, Assyria began gaining dominance in Israel and all that was left was Jerusalem. And it was at that point that King Hezekiah turned to God in prayer and God immediately heard him and immediately responded. And that passage gives me comfort for those times when I'm like, you know what? I, I knew I was supposed to be in Bible study this past semester and I wasn't. So therefore I have no right to pray. Or when I'm tempted to think, you know, I knew I was supposed to love my husband well this past week. And I, I was really kind of living in rebellion to God. And this passage reminds me the minute I turn towards Jesus and seek him, like that verse says, and we seek him sincerely, he does hear me. He doesn't hold grudges. Well, not only does he not hold grudges, but if you think about it, if we didn't mess up, 
we wouldn't need his mercy and grace. So and when I think, oh, I've messed up, so I don't have a right to come or, you know, I, I, I guess, yeah, I don't have a right to come asking for it. Well, the whole point of grace is that, yeah, I don't have the right to ask for it, but it's the fact that I messed up is why I need it. And of course, we don't want to mess up intentionally so we can get God's grace and mercy, but but that just gives us the comfort that it's okay, that our father loves us and that maybe our behavior wasn't okay, but because of his love and his mercy, he's still going to hear us. He's still going to welcome us into his presence. And it's, again, as we said earlier, it doesn't change who he is. He's still going to know what we need before we need it. Absolutely. Ava, would you mind closing us in prayer? Oh, absolutely. Heavenly Father. And and I just have to stop and say, Father, Heavenly Father, we get to call you Father. And with that relationship comes the knowledge and the assurance that you hear us when we pray. We can trust that truth because it's who you are. And so, Lord, we thank you for the privilege of being in relationship with you. We thank you that you are the one who does hear and does know our needs before uh, you do know our needs before we even speak them. That gives us such confidence, Lord. Confidence to come into your presence, confidence to live each day with our focus on you and not our circumstances. Thank you for that. Oh, Lord, thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. I would encourage you just really spend maybe even the next week just looking in scripture at all the times when God is addressed as your father. And let this just be an invitation to you to get to know him better, to get to know his character better, and then to find assurance and peace in that. If you haven't already done so, we would encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and then you won't miss a single episode. Share it with your friends and make sure to rate it. That encourages us and it helps others to find it. Until next time, may you live as one who truly has been set free. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Faith Over Fear, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about Jennifer Slattery or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts like this, just head over to lifeaudio.com. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's Word one verse at a time to explore His will for your life and desire to draw closer to Him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search your daily Bible verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word.